0: Welcome, everyone, to the Dynamo Abroad podcast, where we talk about anything and everything Dynamo Key related. The, the boys are back in town and coming to us from across the pod is Dima. How's it going, Dima?
1: Yeah, doing well. Um, yeah, it's obviously great to be, you know, back doing the podcast. No no Dynamo games. I don't know if that's even good or bad at this point. It uh, saves me a lot of stress, um, but yeah, it's good to be back. And
0: from, coming from across the Hudson River is Eric. How's it going, Eric?
2: Yeah, it's going well. I agree. No Denamo matches. So I, I'd i say that my heart rate is actually normal right now. But um, feels like it's been forever since we've been on here. So good to be back recording again.
0: Yeah. And uh, to help us cover Denamo's first half of the season, uh, we have a special guest. We have uh, Andrew Toblas from uh, Zoria London. So uh, Andrew, how's it going?
3: Yo, um, good to be back been a while but i'm happy to discuss the outs of dinamo i guess in this episode because <laughs> there haven't been any
0: ins <laughs> uh yeah uh if you're wondering how active the have been in the transfer market well, well we'll get there we'll get there um we're just gonna touch on some quick some uh, news topics to get started uh artem 36th birthday was yesterday um I didn't believe he was thirty six. I honestly thought he had hit forty until I had to check that. Um,
2: man, he, look, for- he he looks forty. He's yeah. His it's it has caught up to him. He looks yeah. he he looks he looks very washed up. I mean, I still love him, but <laughs> definitely those years of partying and being you know the ladies' man of peeve have definitely caught up to him.
0: Yeah, like I feel like it was just yesterday he score that Panenka against Switzerland at the World Cup, and then like now he's thirty six. It's just like. Yeah, t- time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Um, Tegankov, Verbic, and Dependa could all leave this winter. Um, probably get a good amount of money for all three of them. Um, do you, either of you think that this, or do any of you think that, you know, this is kind of uh, Lucescu's way to say he really wants Diala and or in the first team?
1: No. Um, yeah, he's done really nothing to integrate youth, so, you know, just... Based on logic, it's. I don't think this is what it means. Now, um, I'm really tempted to say that. Oh, good, this is good because let's face it, the they they might get the odd stat here and there, but you know, you look at the way they play, and they they don't really do it. But I, I, I'm tempted to say that. But really, you know, you think about it, would we just replace them with some even more crap players? So, you know, there's that. But you know, what's the point? Um, no chance anyone from the '90s is going to get a sniff, is there? So.
0: Dima, are you implying you wouldn't want to re-sign Artem Gromov?
1: Huh?
0: Are you implying that you wouldn't want to resign Artem Gromov for a one-year deal? Nah, just
1: start uh what's uh, What's his bloody name? The crap one we signed. Which one? Uh, Antu, Antu. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot we had Antu. Yeah. Give them the captain's armband. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, we'll give him Blockheads 11 while we're at it. Um Next bit of news: Artem Tsarenko signed a new three-year deal, so hopefully he's one of the few that'll get a, an actual chance. Uh, Nipro did want to sign on loan. Vantuch, um, Celia from Slovenia, loan Kargo
1: junior until the end of the season. Um, sorry, now this this I do want to this sorry this I do want to say something not heck. not so much because I'm a massive expert on this guy, but more in in, in terms of you know clearly the manager has no place for him. Clearly no one wants him, no one rates him. So why is it only a loan? He's gonna it's until the end of the season. so he stays in Slovenia for five five, six months, right? And then he's back. So what, what, is, what is realistically the point? He's not playing anyway. This is doing absolutely nothing. I mean, I, I imagine there's some wages off the bill, but like is he on a lot of money? I, I wouldn't assume so. So yeah, it's just this typical Reluctance to actually proper properly you know get rid of these players who shouldn't even have been here in the first place. But yeah.
0: Uh and last bit of news, uh Skorko Tulumak in Zoria. And there is some interest in uh Shvili from Slova Bratislava, the Dynamo rejected a bid, and Aris Tesaluniki are interested in Zerson Rodriguez. It's been a while I've had the pleasure of saying that name. Uh Andrew, I want to bring you in back in with some of the news. And to touch on some, so there's Zari Rus has been training with Chardon So um, Charlotte they're not going to be uh, Dinamo 2 for much longer, are they? Um,
3: as far as I'm aware, they won't be as much reliant on Dinamo players as they were in the first half of the season. But there were the rumors that they'd be getting rid of all of the loanies, but it seems that they're keeping around five or six. Um, I think, well, the big ones are obviously uh, Gio staying there, uh, Kadiri staying there, Um couple others who I, I can't remember it, it, off the top of my head. But then there's also Russins coming. And obviously Russins had like the worst two seasons or so that you could possibly imagine after an all-right First six months when he was on loan at Zoria, then he got recalled for some unknown reason that no one knew about or understood, went to Legia and all that other stuff. And it's just been absolute sort of car crash from there on. Will he be able to reignite his career there? Possibly. Who knows? Because <clears throat> uh is a good manager. If he trusts him, then he'll play and maybe he'll get something out of him. And they've signed a load of other players now. So... In general, they won't be as reliant on Dynamo players, but I still feel that those big boys that they've left there are going to play a significant role. Otherwise, they would have let them all go back. But as we already mentioned, the likes of Smirny have gone um, out of there. And um, I think, well, was, was Biloshevsky there in the first half of the season? Yeah, he, he was. So he, he's left. So it, it's it's one of those.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's gonna be interesting. I saw they signed uh, a left winger from Slovenia recently. I I, I don't remember the name, but valued at a million euros on transfer, which is the uh, majority of the market value squad. Uh, yeah, Dima, what's up?
1: Yeah, um, Andrew just brought up uh, an interesting point about you know Gergo Chuk, You know, he's you know he's obviously a good manager. He's been around for a long time. You know, he's managed some good teams. Um, a good manager overall. And uh, this is this has got not maybe not. I'm not gonna take the credit for this, but I read recently that you know this could be good for. Uh, to Taishvili's development, you know, uh, rather than playing the agricultural football uh, of Moroz, to put it to put it lightly, you know, maybe he gets to know, you know, the the more tactical uh, side of the game here with Gudugotchuk, you know, because uh, in terms of raw talent, love it, of of course, he's got he's got the talent, he's got the you know the skill, etc., you know, that's just on paper, on the pitch. He just wasn't taught how to play uh, senior football. You know, can't see, you know, the simple passes. Um, it's not up to it. Um, you know, not nowhere near up to, you know, the European uh, level of football. So, you know, we'll we'll see because, you know, still he's not that old. So hopefully this will be a, like a new chapter uh, for him about Roosten. <laughs> I'd be lying if I told you I, I care anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm more surprised as to why he's actually... Like, again, why is he going out on loan and not just being shipped off uh, permanently, you know? But it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it'll be an interesting one uh, to maybe keep an eye on some of the Chötenham games in the winter camp to see if there is any effect on, you know, someone like uh, Tsutenshvili. Also, Vladislav Vanat is also going to be staying at the Motors. I believe he was still on the roster last time I checked. So maybe that'll help him out a little bit. Uh, but we will see as the games come thick and fast soon. Uh, also, Dinamo have announced some of their um, winter training camp games in Alicante in Spain. They will be playing Racing FC Union from Luxembourg, Bodu Glims from Norway, and FK in Gia, which I believe, Dima, you said is a second-division Serbian
1: side. Um, That's the top of the league in the Serbian second division. Oh, uh, yes. Um, you mean business, by... <laughs>
0: uh, and then there's also possibly Bate, Shakter Yeah, we couldn't
1: go um, a training camp without playing Bate, could we? <laughs> that, would just, no, that would be um, just wrong. Yeah, the,
0: uh, Andrew, how do you how do you rate the the level of these friendlies?
3: I mean, but a glimpse, I feel, is high enough level. Yeah, I uh, think that's a good one. Cha- Champions in Norway, are fair enough. But then the rest is pretty standard. I mean, Dinamo Tbilisi, I'm kind of interested to see. That would be a kind of a all right test, I guess. But in general, it's just sort of typical what what can be found during the winter break uh, around the parts of the other countries that are also having the winter break. So, you know, there's always going to be a limited selection, but that uh, Luxembourg one's just really rogue. I would have thought that maybe he's got that score, something to do with like uh, Gerson, but probably absolutely nothing to do with him. But <laughs> here we are. But, you know, st- we'll see what happens in the second training camp. But I mean, well, aren't they playing um, Real Murcia or something like that as well? um I think.
0: Oh, uh, Murcia or, or something like that. Yeah, they are, yeah, yeah.
3: So, I mean, well, that's like a, a Liga 2 team yeah. or something like that so well it's as good as it gets and i mean in reality if we're thinking about who they're going to be playing in the second half of the season no european football probably yeah. probably these are the levels of teams that they probably should be preparing against with the sort of opposition in the upl that they'll be yeah. facing
0: um are not tbilisi also i actually don't mind though just because i feel like I've, over the last couple of seasons they've always had two or three very high level young prospects um, that I don't think Dinamo have really, uh, has, well, Denam Kim, I should say, have done a really good job of trying to scout them. Because, I mean, you know, one that Eric and Dima Noel, well, I like to always bring back is Kvica uh, Um He was at Dinamo Tbilisi. Uh, Zurab Davidashvili is a good attacking midfielder. There's a couple in the team now. So it's not the worst. You know, hopefully some of these kids can play well. But I mean, unfortunately, I mean, shockingly.
1: So you're hoping some random 19 year old scores a hat trick against us and then Surkis does it the Surkis and buys him? Yes. Indeed.
0: Yes, that is exactly what I'm implying.
1: Can't be any worse than 27-year-old, does it, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um,
0: but yeah, we'll see. It'll be fun to see the novel play again. Um, yeah, it it the Bodu Glint's one I'm excited for. The others, well, um, yeah. Uh and the last bit of news we'll cover is the dime was sold to Everton for 23 and a half million euros. And Dubinczak has been recalled as his replacement. Uh, Andrew, uh, good money for him? <clears throat>
3: um, yeah, I think all things considered, uh, Dynamo, if anything, have probably got more than he's really worth over the past year and a half performances that we've seen from him. Well, year performances that we've seen from him. Um you you can't complain i guess the only thing that is maybe problematic is that that fee is going to be paid over like the course of his contract so denham will be getting like 3 million euros or whatever over the next 3 4 years which just means that it can't be reinvested but then as we all know would that have been reinvested anyway so that's a, that's a question in itself and in general i think that it's it's a good move for both parties he evidently had hit like a um, sort of a plateau in at cave and just in the UPL in general. So to move on and to a, to a Premier League side where he is going to play now that they've sold Dinja, uh, it's uh, it was great and hopefully it will even help um, Zbirna as well in the long run. And now we get to see Dubin Chak, who we've been hearing a lot about, seeing a lot of him in you know on loan across the UPL over the past couple of seasons. Let's see if he can step up to the plate and even maybe give a bit of competition in that position in Zbirna in a season or so. So it'll be interesting to see.
0: Uh Eric, do you think Vivchanko might also get a sniffing at the uh number one left back spot?
2: And do I think he will? No, but I wish he would. Um, I definitely think he's another one that should be coming up. That should be, you know, when we, I mean, we take a look at, we talked about this before, but we had two, or we had one left back this so far this season, like in our first team, which made absolutely no sense. Um, you know, it'd be nice to see both of these younger, I mean, how old is Uh He's 19. He'll be 19, 20 by the end of this year. And then isn't, uh, the win checks a little bit older, right? 20... He'll,
0: be, he'll be 24 by the end of the
2: year. That's what I thought. He's like 23. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, both relatively young players challenging each other for um, and giving each other some competition for that first, for that first team position, I think would be great. Um, but again, I mean, just like Dima said, we really haven't seen anything from Luchescu that indicates uh, towards him integrating uh, youth players. Um, so like I said, I would love to see it. I wish it would, but based upon what I've seen thus far, I don't think it's realistic, unfortunately.
0: So what are the odds when it when it's February, what is the day? February 26, two o'clock local time in Kiev, Dynamo versus Ingulets, and we see Karavayev or Shabanov starting a left back. What the odds have to be pretty high on that. Mm. No, no i thanks.
3: i i feel that Track is definitely get getting, yeah. getting, getting that debut there's no, there's I no say
1: point. yeah cuz i heard that they were actually ready to um to buy him um as into you know buy out his contract but lucescu said no so I, I at least i hope that's what's true cuz i did yeah. like the look of him yeah. to be fair <clears throat> so uh we will see um...
0: I don't know when I think the novel's first game is coming around the corner, probably next week, maybe. Cause it's gotta be soon. Cause the season, Gosh, gets, it, no. the season gets underway in just about what, five-ish weeks?
2: February um, 26th in yeah. Hula's who we drew against the first time around as a, oh, yeah. as a, as a, as a pleasant reminder.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Can't, can't really repeat that kind of score. Um, so on to the season review and, um, Dynamo knocked out of Europe, two points, I believe, behind uh, Wax tap at the summit of the Ukrainian table. Uh, Andrew, from an outside uh, perspective, what do you think of Dynamo's season so far?
3: Um, I feel that it's slightly less um, exciting compared to last season. Maybe not less exciting, but like less intense, based on the fact that, obviously, when Lucheski came in, there's been a lot of pressure on himself and on Dinamo to get that first trophy in in five years. And now that you guys have got the Premier Premier League, your holders, it's sort of like kind of dropped slightly on the basis that uh, we've achieved that. Okay, can we keep this up to win another title? But that next title is a bit less appealing now that you've tasted the victory of last season. That's how I see it in my opinion. Um, Quite poor European campaign, obviously. But in general, there's not been that much difference in terms of how you play against the lesser teams. Um, Just that even that final match against Zoria, it just seemed like... It just seemed like Zoria were slightly more up for it than Dynamo.
0: Yeah, I, I think at times it's almost felt, I don't know what the best word to start, but I don't know about you guys, but I feel like at times it's just felt a bit stale kind of when Dinamo play, like it lacks a bit of energy a little bit, like you said, uh, Andrew, a little bit of intensity. Eric, uh, you want to chime in on this?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I think that he found a winning recipe last season and that recipe has not changed this season and now it's not really working and he's not adapting or change trying to change things. You know, we've talked about this a lot over the course of this season um, where it's pretty much the same tactics, the same starting 11. I mean, it's, you know, regardless of the scenario that we're in, it's just always the same. And again, credit to him last season, he found something that worked got the most out of the, out of the players. And ultimately with the results that he was getting, as well as, you know, if we take a look at the end of the season, three trophies, all domestic trophies, I mean, hard to argue with that. Now we're coming into this season and I'm going to go over some stats here in a minute where, um, if you look statistically, it's actually not, it's not as bad as it appears when you watch. And this is interesting because we were just having this conversation about stats versus the eye test and things like that. But statistically, it actually doesn't show that it's that bad, but when watching and I would say, especially in Europe, it was very apparent. I mean, obviously we had a tougher group than we did last season with Fed and Chavardos, no disrespect to them, but you know, a little bit of a tougher group this season, but I don't know. It just, it's, it's been tough at times to watch this season. So if you take a look at some statistics for the first half of the season, so through 18 and I, I was not a math major. So I'm off, if I'm off with some of these, I apologize in advance. Um, but um so I have 18 matches played, 14 wins, three draws, one loss for 45 points, 47 goals, for and nine allowed. So nine allowed being the fewest in the UPL this season. So, I mean, those are pretty impressive numbers in the, in the Ukrainian Premier League. Um, at home, six wins, two draws and a loss. Um, goals for and against are 22 goals for, 23 goals against. So the Olympiak has been a bit of a fortress for us um in terms of goals allowed but we also have our one loss at home um which i believe was and then away eight wins and a draw um 25 goals scored uh six goals allowed um one point in the ucl group stage and one goal scored whereas we allowed allowed 11 is again i know we had a tough group but i mean that was just abysmal um lost the super cup as well which we won last season now, as a comparison, last season at the winter break, and I believe it started a little bit later last season, so we had played less games, but it was nine wins, three draws, one loss for 13 matches played as compared to 18 this season. 25 goals, four and 10 allowed. So, I mean, kind of impressive that we've played five more matches, but allowed less goals this season. Um And then at the start of the second half of the season last year, we were in first place with 30 points and WaxTap were behind us with uh, 29, so one point behind. And then obviously the second half of the season was where we took care of business and obviously got a little bit of help from WaxTap having some draws and losses in the second half of the season and kind of pulled away. Um, But um, like I said, I mean, statistically, it's actually the numbers aren't really that bad, but if you've been watching some of the football on display, like I said, tactically, substitutions, team selection, I mean, Tschenkov getting to play every match is a whole other argument that I won't get into. But, um, yeah, it, definitely, I'm, I'm really hoping to see some changes during the second half of the season.
0: Um, now, I covered um, earlier on, news was that Tschenkov, Vrbic, Independe, you know, could leave. So, hypothetically, if all three leave, I really leaves only two wingers in Vitinia and uh, Lenyev And I know, Dima, you did say, you know, the likelihood of, for example, of Volosha or Diallo, but surely Luchac's has to have some kind of backup plan if the three of those leave for the second half of the season. He's not just going to go with two wingers, Lenyev and Vitina for the second half, I'd imagine. So I guess the question is there, is that does that kind of speak to kind of Andrew's point earlier about kind of maybe freshing it up? Dima, what do you think? maybe adding some more energy and intensity into
1: the team. Do you mean as in, like, signings, or...? Well,
0: I don't think signings are going to happen, but I, I'm thinking that if with... We've kind of, kind of established how the season's going to... Do you mean, like, from the
1: under-19s, you know, promote some people? From,
0: one from the under-19s, Well, I'm just saying, like, it's not necessarily about... Who he's promoting, who he's saying, but do you think this is kind of Luchesu saying how things have gone stale with people like dependa Varejchinskiy, and Kovalchuk? He recognizes that, so with letting those three go, that'll hopefully maybe start to freshen it up a little bit, kind of add
1: some more energy. Well, to the team. you know, maybe, maybe, but if that was the case and he thought that, why would he still continue to play them every single game? To me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And you know, from from. From what, what I've seen uh, uh, of Lucia's good, you know, since coming in, I haven't seen much intent at all to, you know, clear out the deadwood. I haven't seen, you know, players who aren't performing, I haven't seen them being dropped uh, or replaced or when when they are replaced, I haven't seen them being replaced properly. So my expectations for that aren't very high. Um, if if they do leave, I don't think they will. Um, I don't even, to be fair, I don't even want to think what he's probably going to end up being like, oh God, it's probably going to be something like Caravive on the wing, uh, you know, just hitting hitting the first man every time with every single one of his crosses, you know, left wing, who do we even have? I don't know. know Vitinho with, with his 30-metre shots that, you know, fly out of the stadium and yet you out, you know, to be fair, he, has, he hasn't been given enough of a chance, um, but he's been uh, inconsistent uh, in his in his games, you know, good, average, bad, good, average, bad. You know, um, it's very difficult to say. I mean, honestly, I think you know, I think it's it's time, uh, you know, players like D. L. Law, you know, who's you know by, by far the best player in Ukraine's so under nine, uh, an under nineteen, I should say, uh, league, you know, by by a large margin. But I, I believe I heard something like something I didn't like at all, uh, mind you, was something like Singh, Oh, what that? I'm trying to. Well, I'm not going to find the exact. Quote it it now. was
0: something along the lines of how Diallo is not ready for first team football, or something yeah, something like, like that.
1: that. Well, well, yes, but no one's no one's born ready for first team. You know, there's, <laughs> the, you know, there has to be a process. You know, you're not just you don't get you, you don't graduate from the academy. It's like oh well, you know, straight into the straight into the starting line. There has to be a pro, there has to be a whole process. Like, of course, he's not ready. But how how can he be ready when he hasn't been? First of all, how do you know, how do you how do you know he's not ready when he hasn't played a single minute? He's not even been on the bench for a single minute. Uh, and you know how do you? There's only one way to find out whether or not he's ready. You no, know, there, there has to be more patience. Yeah, yeah.
3: It, well, it's it, you know if you compare it to other any other leagues in the world, they let these young players in when they're 16, 17, if they really are the talent that they, but there's some sort of like lack of trust in putting them. And then they end up coming in maybe an okay time, you know, in the grand scheme of things when they're like 19, 20, but you know, if you're already getting involved amongst it, getting roughed up aged 18, you're going to be more, you're going to develop quicker. And then, you know, potentially either get sold for the big money that you want to the players to be sold for. And then build again, or you know, cement that first team spot. At the at the moment, all, all that happens is these players come from under nine teams, saturate, you know, after a good after an, an initial impact, and then it's like, well, if no one comes into them to pay the kinds of money that, like, for example, McCollinco has gone for. I think if McCollinco was if um, Surkis wasn't offered that much money, he'd still be at Dynamo. That's almost, I think, certain. So, yeah, you know, it's sort of an endless cycle, sadly, and I'm not sure when it will end. And I've got a feeling that maybe Luchescu is pretty much fed up slash less motivated than he was last season. He's stuck it up two fingers to Shakhtar about, oh, I can win a title after you sort of disowned me. And now he's sort of clocking down until the end of the season. I think he's going to be gone. Really, even though he's got that extra year, it's like, what more has he got to offer here? Nothing new on the pitch. Um, yes, he's respected by the players, but in general, does his old age actually accumulate well, accumulate towards that? Is that gonna help? No. And also, I think fans, maybe not even just the ultras in this question, but fans in general are getting a bit frustrated at watching in general, just shit on this play week in, week out, sadly. You know, if it's uninspiring and it's sort of not the Dynamo kind of football, it's sort of a hallmark, I think, of the recent teams that Luchescu has managed in other countries over the past few years before Dynamo, where it was just like, well, there's nothing new here or anything sort of pragmatic, etc., you know, it's time to look for someone younger and who that will be, I'm not sure yet, but uh, it, hopefully someone that can integrate the youth and maybe maybe have a similar influence to Luchescu in the sense that a lot of people are saying that McCollincoe did leave, even though they got the right money. It was down to him saying, just let him go kind of thing, rather than someone else who might just be like a yes man, will accumulate these players, even if they're, even if we can tell that they're naturally declining or plateauing and that kind of thing but yeah a massive rework required at the club
0: yeah i, I think we'll get an idea of luchesko's ambitions maybe post-season or after the season in the spring because you know like d eric said there hasn't been really any foreshadowing of him wanting to bring in any of the youth but if you see you know we get to the first match against Ingulets, and you see you know a jacek a diallo of a lotion starting on the bench then maybe some he's going to try to give some of them, you know, a chance to potentially see if they could be an option for the spring. But if we go, you know, first game in Goulettes and it's kind of Ivan depend on the wings, that, that would t- suggest to me more he's just kind of playing a waiting game. That he's already – his mind's made up. He's leaving after the end of the year, uh, and uh, he just wants to get the season over done with as quick as possible um, Andrew have there who for you has been a standout player for Dinamo this season
3: um, <laughs> a bit of a tough one personally I think Zabani's been pretty solid there there's no denying about that and I mean I've sort of liked Verdoichch when he's come back from injury. I feel that he's had the impact that maybe. De Penna, who just seems a bit not found out, but just like lacking the quality that maybe he pulled in in that first season and a half when he was, when he was about. <clears throat> but yeah, Bush Strand's been all right too. But you know, there's you know, sort of roller coaster with him. He has good games, he has bad games, that kind of thing. But it's not been a season for highlights, really, so far, in my opinion. Nothing nothing amazing. And it's like, you just look at the squad in general and it's a bit like, meh. Uh, like, it's quite average. Evidently, it's a lot better than the rest of the league um, alongside Shakhtar's squad. But, you know, that doesn't say a lot when you're putting into the grand scheme of things. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, the GOAT, Dennis Garmach, always finds a way to entertain. You know, it, it, last year was letting the ball slip under his foot against Borussia. this year, it's actually scoring goals. Uh, what else is there? Oh, Bujalski had a couple bangers in the beginning of the season, that he's completely fallen off. Um, Eric, Dima, happy for you guys. If you guys had to pick, you know, player who stood out for you, anyone to? Uh...
1: If for me, it's it's no one. I like and I mean literally, uh, I'd I'd keep him as the one starter, and everyone else should either be sold, dropped to the bench. Alone and that because the, well the reason being he's the only one that's you know consistently performing against all kinds of teams including the Champions League you know I don't, by which I don't just mean you know uh, get a goal get a goal against Veras and then just disappear off the face of the earth against anyone who's not Veras uh, you know um that's really struggling because it's like um yeah, I think Zabarni Zabarny has improved, but he's had a shaky moment, you know. So great assist to Lewandowski. Um just distribution's improved a lot, I suppose. Um I don't know. It's 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 like this with everyone, you know, they have a good game, they have a bad game, and so and no one's really been consistent enough. Um I mean Bouchan, yeah, he's been decent in the UPL, but you know, in the in the Champions League, you know, what should be going in it, it, it does go and It's he just yeah, you know, it's difficult to even say he's doing his job there. Um yeah I've had I I've run I've run out of things to say. No one's no one's very interesting here, I think.
0: Eric, anyone for you?
2: I mean Shaparenko's really the only one for me. I think Buyanski's tailed off a little bit this season compared to last season. Um, I think, you know, Dima brought this up where, and I agree with him. I mean, I do think that Buiaski is one of our best uh, players at the moment. But, I mean, he's a UPL player, if we're being honest. I mean, he's he's one of the best, and he's a very good UPL player, but he's not quite that player that, you know, we need um, for uh, European matches and things of that sort. Um, I mean, he did step up last season, credit to him, against – when we got revenge against uh, Brugge and played fantastic against them. And like I said, credit to him this season, that's even in the UPL, he's tailed off a little bit. He he hasn't been as influential. Um, Shaparenko, yeah, it has to be. I mean, stats are good for him, but another one that, you know, stats also don't really tell the full story because as we've mentioned a hundred times in the past, pretty much everything runs through him. And when he's not on the pitch, it is very evident to see the disconnect between the defense and attack. It's just it's stale. It's it's I mean, talk about tough to watch as if Dinamo aren't hard enough to watch already. I mean, that is unbearable. Um, but um yeah, Zabotani I think has been solid. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on him because keep in mind what last season was his first season as in the senior squad as a, you know, 18 year old. And I mean, he still has a lot to learn, still has a lot of growing to do. Um, Agree that he needs to work on being more consistent, but I'm going to be a little bit more patient with him being the fact of when his football started and his age. Um, but like I said, I still think he has a very bright future and he's been one of our more so consistent performers. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's tough when you have, just a couple players that aren't even consistent every, I, mean, I would say Shaparenko's almost consistent every match, but for the rest of them, you know, even some of our best ones after him are consistent, maybe, or they're not. I mean, it's like every other match and then the rest of them, it's like, you know, one every seven or eight matches if, you know, if we're being generous. So um, definitely need players to start stepping up. And like I said, I mean, if this is my football manager save, people are getting benched and I'm putting in, which I actually am doing right now and bringing in youth players. But unfortunately, like I said, it's uh, I would love Before to be present. I Before I lost it with football manager. That's
1: what I did. Just ship ship them out, whether they're or not they're the strike, uh, striker, whether or not they're the starter. Have to be I, reckless, I, but, I, you know, I, that's,
2: I that's mean, honestly honestly speaking no one should have divine right to their i mean if you're not performing you're not performing like you you should be there should be competition whoa, whoa, should whoa, whoa. be benched
1: what have any of them done to be you know what have any of them done to you know have a guaranteed starting places? well
2: exactly but i mean any football club anywhere you know what i mean if you're not like you need healthy competition that's good but ultimately if you're not performing there needs to be consequences for you not performing um and like i said it's just i think no competition, no consequences for not playing well. And then these players just get very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They get very um, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. They're not really motivated. You know what I mean? And, you know, Andrew brings up a good point about, you know, last season. I mean, Lucescu comes in in one season both middle fingers up to Shakhtar and wins everything that there is to win and he's like all right I've not proven you I've shown what I need to do and you know now that he's I mean getting pretty old I mean what what's his motivation I mean I like I said I'm not saying I agree that that's what he should be doing but ultimately I think that's where we're at right now you know we're at a point where I'd rather see Dima in the midfield than some of the people we have out there wow Maybe that's too <laughs> yeah, was, far. Maybe that's
1: too far. My crazy tackles and passes in the Reading Sixers side league. <laughs> um, uh, I was just going to say as well. You know the players. I don't think they do respect him because you know he. I've not been happy with his decisions this season. But you know he goes out and says you know criticizes this about a player, criticizes that you know criticizes the concentration. You know, points out this mistake, that mistake. Next game they do the exact same thing. To me, I uh, that. It's not very respectful, is it? Um, so I just, I think that, you know, if if maybe they can do it, but they just don't want to, maybe they're being told not to do it and just play way too conservatively. Do you remember last season, um, those Bouchan, really accurate Bouchan long passes? When was the last time we saw one of those? Um, that's, I was just thinking that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's difficult. Um, would would be lying if I said, you know, I've enjoyed a lot of games this season, but, you know, we've had, we've had better ones. We've had worse ones, um, but it's what it is.
0: Yeah, I, I think on the back of that, that's a really good transition uh, to go into some of the issues at the novel in terms of structure and stuff like that. But before hey, we do that... was it the, Andrew, were you
2: about to say something?
3: I was just going to mention that those long balls um, are no longer in use
1: because the setting has been out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and that's why we're actually playing so badly. Ex- Excellent. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That's got to be the worst excuse. That's got to be the single worst excuse for not performing I've ever heard. Like I understand if you I understand if we still had, you know, prime Shevchenko prime Blockin, but Bisieddin, are you are you taking a piss in, like,
2: It's here? Like how and Siddhartha you know, came out with that.
3: Like how? I don't understand.
1: I listened to, I listened
2: to that interview, like five times just to make sure that i was understanding him correctly and that's actually what he was saying that was mind-boggling
0: dima we don't it's not prime blocking or pressure checking even out of form emboccagni is probably a bigger if, even mix. if
1: even if someone like that even be like come on yeah seriously <laughs>
0: by the way big up inbo he's been
1: playing well for the congo recently i've heard so big big up em He's um, better than, no. I, I want to see he's better than our strikers put together, frankly. Uh, not, not, wasn't good, wasn't good enough for us. Wasn't good enough for us. No. But I think, um, I, th- I think I saw something, sorry. He's the third um, most goals um, of all African players uh, this decade or something like that. Well, not good enough for number of course, but. No, of you know, course what not. It is, of course. Uh, yes.
0: Hold on, his statistics this season. Oh, hold on, that's that's not right. Okay, we're just not we're not going to do that because that was showing me like twenty nine to twenty two, and he played six games. Uh, anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, Andrew, and I want to get everyone's opinion about. Sorry, Andrew. Um, season expectation for Dinamo. Wh- where do you think that will finish in the cup and in the league?
3: Oh, um, I don't know. For whatever reason, I feel that Metalista are like properly riled up for the Cup. They've more or less got the liga wrapped up already, in my yeah. opinion. And the sort of signings they're making are currently better than probably Dinamo's, you know, some some of the players in Dinamo's squad, sadly. <laughs> um So I think that potentially Metalist could win the Cup Um if the draw goes their way. Like, I don't know, I think they got Alexandria or... Someone like that in the next round, and then you know, if Dinamo or Shakhtar face in the semi-finals against each other, and then they only have to face like one of the big boys, then there's every chance of that. So I think potentially Dinamo will reach the semis, and then yeah, anything goes for me in that one. As for the league, I've got a feeling that you know, just based on how Shakhtar have been playing, um where they've been getting these rogue results against some like really bottom of the, well, poor, poorer sides, or like the Alexandria bogey team for them. And just, you know, bit of a rollercoaster. Even though they're not going to have Europe this season in in the spring, similar to Dynamo, um, they just seem more unpredictable in in those games. Whereas Dynamo, the one thing that Luchescu has been good at is bringing stability of those, even if they're terrible performances, sort of like 1-0, 2-0, ground out victories against anyone uh in the in the league, which I guess he's a specialist at. Um which I saw so I don't see Dinamo slipping up so badly in that respect. Uh albeit the rest of the league seems to be strengthening per se with lots of transfer activity. And I mean like e- even though we've mentioned a couple of rumors there doesn't seem to be anything concrete from dynamo end and I mean if they really do want to maintain something especially with the likes of Schochtard apparently bringing David Neres in very soon or by the time this is out he may have already signed yeah, you know, there needs to be some sort of competition in in, in that relation
1: Sorry Andrew <clears throat> not to worry we're going to bring in a player from Slovakia
3: again <laughs> 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 <It's-> um- <laughs> Yeah, so so it's it's gonna be it's gonna go to the wire. I think I think Dinamo might nab the league, and then uh, Lutresko will be like, "Yeah, that's me." See you later. But if Dinamo came away with nothing, it, that wouldn't surprise me either.
0: Sadly. So I just want before I go to Eric and Dima on the, their predictions as well, I just want to say that Dinamo have Alexandria in the cup, and metalese are playing Zoria. So. Eric told me he's going to be in the supporter section yeah, for that game. Um, so, uh, Dima, Eric, predictions for the rest of the season?
2: I think Metalist gets promoted and they win the Cup. Oh, we're talking about – this is the Denamo podcast, not the Metalist podcast, my bad. Um, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Cup – I don't know. I I see us. I don't know. This is tough. I agree with what Andrew said about a more of an unpredictability around a uh, Shakhtar right now than Dinamo. I think that based upon what I've seen right now, I'd say Dynamo win the league and maybe make it to I don't know the semifinal of the cup. Um, but I could I could see Dynamo winning the league and again to echo what Andrew said, grinding out these you know, 1-0, 2-1 results, things like that. And I hope that's the case. I, I want to see a trophy won, and I want that trophy to be the league at this point. Obviously, out of Europe, didn't win the Super Cup. Um, but, yeah, I would like to see us take home the league, and I, and I think we can.
0: Hey,
1: Ed, to finish this segment up, team up. what do you think? Yeah, I think we're going to go uh, win the Champions League. Uh <laughs> In in my dreams, um, yeah,
0: celebrating uh, on the canals of Saint Petersburg.
1: Ah, of course, of course. Um, oh, it is there, isn't it? Um, it's it's difficult to say. I mean, it, it depends on what kind of Dynamo we see. It'll be you know, majorly depends on what Shakhtar we see as well. You know, if if uh, if they show the form, the inconsistent form they showed at the start of the season, I don't see a reason. Um. Uh, for us not to win the league, uh, if we you know if we if we lose to teams like Vorskla at home, if we draw against Rea, uh if we never mind Rea, if we draw against in, in-, in-, in- then uh, that's you know that, that kind of puts them you know more under question. Um, you know, of course, I want to see us go on and um, go on and win both trophies still available. Um, do I think we can do it? Yes. Do I, you know, I don't know if I don't know if we will. I honestly don't. Uh, I'm really struggling to make a prediction because yeah, I just don't know what to expect uh, from all the other teams. I know what we're not going to do is bring in quality transfers over the winter. That's that's what's not happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, first place, and I'm pretty pretty happy with that. Honestly, although bearing in mind that you know, we no longer have an automatic. A Champions League spot in this in this country, so um, whatever that first place means, um, you know, in terms of money. Um, but yeah, I'll I'd happily take first place, and yeah, I've I, the, I won, of course I won the cup as well, but league must be the priority for me.
0: So, in case you haven't been able to tell by listening to this episode, the namar are not really the best run organization in the history of the world. Um, So Andrew, okay, I know you could. It's a very easy answer to say the buck stops at Surkis, but um, where what are the little things that the are doing wrong that they could improve on? Of course, you know, realistically, it depends on what Surkis is thinking, what he wants to do. But objectively, let's just say Surkis is on board with, he's listening to this, he's on board with this. What what are some suggestions or what are some of your ideas that would help improve the Nama?
3: Um, I feel like better working with media would certainly be a, a start not just social media or anything like that but I mean like the general approach to journalists and all that kind of thing there's a lot of these old boys from you know the older publications that you've got like 1927 and all the other stuff and then you've got sort of newer ones and just in general if I've been to many a game and all that kind of stuff for either Shakhtar and Dinamo this season. And just, you know, in comparison, Shakhtar are just a bit more professional in terms of how they want to, how they approach working with the media, like wanting interviews and all that kind of thing. <clears throat> Whereas Dinamo still pretty old school. Um, like after the game, if there's like a, if they, if, The players don't want to give a comment on anything like to, for example, football hub or pro football, um, like in the tunnel area, you know, when they're leaving, that kind of thing. The players just like, nah, don't don't want to say anything like sort of, which I mean, I guess they're entitled to, but it's like the. There needs to be some sort of like better training or some sort of like, you know, in, in general, it's just like very closed off. Players do whatever they want, uh, their own thing. They've not really got much responsibility outside of playing on the pitch. Um, You know, in general, they don't have that much um, people skills in the sense of talking to the media and all that kind of thing. They come out relatively without much charisma or personality or that kind of thing i don't really think that's their own fault i just feel that they're like either they can't be asked there's even no respect and all that kind of stuff <clears throat> so that would be for a start an improvement just to build it up to like any other top european league level where you know the social media teams can have like fun games interviews and that kind of stuff where players are getting involved it makes them more personable so even when they put in a bad performance you understand you're like you know close you feel closer to them rather than sort of some sort of isolated thing where they lose it's like oh whatever who cares there's just like some you know some players far away that everyone's disconnected from and yeah the same for social media I guess (laughs) a lot of the stuff is like you Dynamo, I've got quite a good graphic designer at the moment, but it's like so sporadic, just like once a week post or something like that for a, a major football team. Um, and similarly, like the English Twitter is just so weird in terms of posting something about 10 hours later from the original post. Why can't they just post it, I mean, even five minutes later? rather than it's just strange and i guess none of that is seen as a priority at the club um but evidently i don't feel that the hierarchy fully understands the modern workings of what a football club is sadly and that's obviously i guess start start with those basics and then look at structure
1: elsewhere you look up you look at who's in charge of the media and it's just some old man it's some old man, you know, He, you look at him, he hasn't got a clue what he's doing. He doesn't, he probably doesn't even know how to use a mobile phone. He's probably got one of those, you know, those Nokia ones with, you know, with physical buttons on it. You know, he doesn't, you look at him and it's presumably it's Surkis' friend who, you know, he got the job because they're friends. But, you know, they, they haven't got a clue how to run, you know, proper social media, interact with the fans. You know, I, I make fun of Shakhtar for being PRFC, but, you know, where's, where's our PR, you know? Um... Yeah, I think I've, I've I've got to say the obvious. You know, the scouting it's it's horrendous. I mean, I I I did a post, uh, and you know, not one of the players acquired under Luchesque has made any difference at all. They've all been, we might as well have just gave them no players. It it wouldn't have made any difference, you know. Um, it's uh, every every. I'm sorry to say that more or less everything in our in our club at the moment is. Ass, uh, I can't think of another word to say. I think uh, academy coaching as well. On paper, you know, I was saying this with today's really the players we've got coming through, talent, tech, uh, you know, raw talent, fantastic, love it. In terms of coaching, again, some random old men who are either old players, Surkis's friends, Surkis's friends, friends, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's all text, like learning through textbooks. They don't know, they're not taught how to play football at the highest level. And, uh, you know, if Surkis insists on not uh, spending any money on the transfer market, uh, market, okay, don't do that. But actually, you know, put some effort into the academy. You know, we're not, have you, I, I tweeted out, I think, a picture of uh, of, of our academy. And, you know, the, the banners are falling down. It looks like a Soviet prison... Uh you know, like come on, come on. Just if you're not gonna give us proper transfers, give us a proper academy. You can't how would you expect to make money through this thing if you're not you know, if you're not gonna put anything into this club, you can't complain about not getting anything out of it. That's not how it works.
0: Yeah, you, you gotta spend some money to make some money, I think. That's kind of what um exactly. Yeah, I, I think Surkis is kind of forgetting the first half of that. Um, Eric, how about you uh any ideas to uh, improve the Nala outside of getting a new owner?
2: I mean, that's pretty much where it all starts, right? I mean, yeah. Like, like I said, I mean, that's pretty much a trickle down effect from there. So, I mean, that's pretty much the main thing. But yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that Andrew and, and Dima said. I mean, I don't know, like I said, it starts with Surkis not appointing a bunch of his friends and managers with, you know, Dinamovskaya Sertzes, which obviously gets us nowhere. You know, we don't actually have people that are qualified for any of these positions with the club, but as long as they've had some sort of a connection to the club over the years, that's really all it takes to be employed by Dinamo. Um But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, it's very easy and sometimes it's a little bit lazy just to throw out there that we need a complete overhaul. But I honestly believe with Denamo, like a complete overhaul is honestly needed from ownership, you know, people in the hierarchy of the club, um, coaches within the club, including, you know, the youth coach as of now the head coach with, um, Luchescu, um, I mean, it's just wholesale changes. We need fresh ideas. We need people that are in the, you know, the 21st century and not still in, you know, stuck in Soviet times and how things ran back then. Um, I mean, this is one of the biggest clubs in Eastern Europe and the biggest club in Ukraine. And got to keep up with the times. You really do. And even though I, like, you know, Dima mentioned with Shakhtar about PRFC, and I do, agreed I still think that they're massively overhyped for what they do but at the same time like that's what these accounts are doing now on Twitter and Instagram and things like that I mean I'm seeing people that are becoming fans of these clubs from the most random places across the globe that probably never watched a match in their life, but because this account is so engaging and because it engaged with them at one point and it's, I don't know, humorous and like, that's what's getting followers and that's what's getting people attracted to the club. And like I said, I'm not saying that I fully agree with that, but that's just kind of the way that things are right now. That's the way of how technology is operating within these football clubs. So you know it's funny Andrew you're saying that about the um the english version of the moment. so it's literally like a day or two later it'll post what the ukrainian post account said and it's like like what is going on here like how, like you said like five minutes okay sure like yeah that's fine right
1: before I forget, have you ever seen the account actually interact with someone? No, Apart from never. just saying like a yes or a no with a full stop no. on it. No,
2: and that's the thing. Never exactly. Seen. Like, they interact with followers and stuff like that. If they they don't, are doing, they do...
1: at best, at best they do the bare minimum. I'd argue they're not doing, I'd argue they're not even doing the bare minimum. But, Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: but I but I would say the social media space for me is definitely a big one. I mean that is that is a big miss that they have right now. That it just like I said, it's clearly not. I mean I don't know what is a priority for them at this point, but um, obviously the social media space is not one of them.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a you know even one thing I would I think you know has told me this in the past. I think we need to improve. We need a new
1: running track around the uh, the love and on the only piece can make it out. Of, no. It's such a big step. <laughs> Such a big fan of stadiums with running tracks, and as everyone knows, Um, I've got to say as well. I think we've just got to hope that the UPL improves, so you know, actual normal people, yeah. you know, normal smart people who do have money um, are interested in buying clubs, to number than rather than you know half sorry about half wits like Surkis, you know, who haven't got a clue what they're doing. Well, we've well, just got to, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say I, real quick, I, give
0: me one take, Eric. But um, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying Surkis is the Best, the biggest genius in world history, but he has thus some decent that, really things. Yeah, Very good at that. <laughs> um, Or like the signings of the summer 2013 with like Dragovic, Tremulinas, Lenz, and Ebokani. So,
1: oh, well, so, that was, that was uh, what's his, fyrtash, I believe. I think that was just his yeah. money. Um, no, but, fyrtash, no party. And uh, <laughs> that's not really a person we want to be relying on, frankly. But yeah, I mean, if. If he, ran, if, if he even ran his business properly, if he wasn't just stupid with his money, we could still have, well, we'd not, maybe not to that level, although with Shakhtar signing, signing a few players, um, maybe if not that quality, then a similar quality. We could still have decent transfers if he knew what he was doing. And he doesn't, frankly.
0: Eric, you were going to say something?
2: Uh, yeah, I don't remember now. I will say I will say this is very loosely related to Dinamo, but former Dinamo player uh, Andrei Shevchenko's Genoa currently has a lead on Milan at halftime. So, oh, well, they're yeah. not far. I thought they'd be like ten 0 down by now. So they're, they're they're they are, and they're actually playing pretty well. They're they are up. I don't know if Andrew wants to. I know Andrew's been putting out some updates on this, but they're yeah, they're up one nil.
3: Yeah, the only thing I want to take with pinch of salt is it could all change in the second half yeah, as we've yeah. seen in a lot of uh, Shevchenko's um games so far, sadly.
1: Yeah, so um, I've film. I've been I've been seeing I've been seeing this. Shevchenko's gonna get sacked uh, by a general no club's gonna take him, but Dinamo will because you know he wants to play for us, so he must be a, he must be a good manager.
0: That's how it works. It can't be much worse than the Hey, I take him.
2: I take him at striker. I'll tell you that. Oh I'd, I'd yeah, take oh, him yeah, at yeah, 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 yeah. Um.
0: On, on that note, uh, that's gonna bring uh, today's show to the end. It's good to be back. First show in 2022. Uh, awesome to have a great guest in uh Andrew. On. Uh, Andrew, if someone want to get into contact with you? Uh, how could they do that?
3: Draw sure. Zori Londonsk so on um, Instagram and Twitter. And also, check out my podcast that I run with uh, Adam and Ray, Ukraine Plus Football. And we've also got a YouTube channel under the same name. So, check those out if you fancy.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I recommend their YouTube channel. Their trip across Ukraine, visiting all of the professional football clubs, a couple episodes out already. And it was uh, really good insight to uh, see what goes on uh, behind the scenes of Ukraine football. Some good interviews on there. Um, And uh, yeah, definitely do check out all of uh, Andrew's. uh, content uh Dima if someone wants to get into contact with you how could they do that
1: yeah it's uh 1927 Dima uh was really tempted to do uh Dima L-D-H-S love Dynamo hate Surgis but yeah 1927 Dima is too iconic um yeah find me on there uh, check out out of context Dynamo Kiev of course uh <laughs> I, I'd argue I'd argue even that uh promoting Dynamo more than the official account is um but yeah
0: and uh, Eric, so once again, to contact with you, how could they do that?
2: Yeah, so it's at Libovich underscore underscore LDHD, love Denamo, hate Dima. Um, <laughs> no, it's actually just at Libovich.
0: Uh, And if you want to uh, contact me, your host, you can do that on Twitter at Lyshek7. That's L-Y-S-E-Y-K, then the number seven. If you want to follow the show, you can do that on Twitter at Denamo Abroad. And if you want to contact the show, you can send us a DM on Twitter or send us an email to Podcast at gmail.com. From everyone here at Denamo Abroad, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.